0: The free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: I look at this young generation today and it reminds me a lot of what was happening in the late 60s, early 70s. This generation
0: needs help. And Pastor Greg Laurie is praying the new film Jesus Revolution will help light a fire and bring this generation to Jesus Christ.
1: We're going to do everything we can to change this course and call people to Christ and pray for a mighty spiritual awakening to sweep our nation and beyond. This is the day when the lost are found.
0: When we look at the world around us, there's no denying that we need Jesus more than ever. Well, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg shares about the new feature film, Jesus Revolution, a movie that tells the story of spiritual awakening in the late 60s. We'll see how the whole project came about and how this cinematic outreach can help ignite the next great spiritual awakening of God's people around the world.
1: Have our Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, and the title of my message is It's Time for Another Jesus Revolution. How many of you agree with that? It's time. So if you watch the news like I do, or you read a news feed, you know that America is at the crossroads right now. Literally, our nation is unraveling before our very eyes. Why? Because we have rejected what God says in His Word. We're sowing the wind and now we're reaping the whirlwind. You know, the closest parallel time that I can think of to today would be the late 60s, early 70s. Yes, I've been around that long. I was born in 1952. Elvis was still singing. Marilyn Monroe was on the screen. Uh, You know, Ike was president. you probably never even heard of Ike. And, uh, And all these decades that have come and gone since then, I look at today, and I especially look at this young generation today, and it reminds me a lot of what was happening in the late 60s, early 70s. We have a drug epidemic that is sweeping our nation. But this whole drug revolution, this whole stupid mentality propagated in the 60s of, turn on, tune in, drop out, that's where it all started. And we basically smoked a lot of marijuana and took LSD. Here's what I find ironic. Those are the two most popular drugs, again, right now. Pot use is up so much now, more people smoke pot than cigarettes. It's become really mainstream with edibles and all of the things legalized in many states. And now experts warn of a cannabis use disorder that causes psychosis and addiction. So our young people have all of this happening to them. And then you add social media. That's like pouring gasoline on a fire. So everything is amplified in many ways. It's not as bad as it seems, but it's right there in your face. Self-harm among young people is up 334%. Overdose is up 119%. Anxiety up 94%. Depression up 84%. The U.S. suicide rate has increased 30% since 2000 and tripled for young girls. This generation needs help. So here's what I wanna say. We're not gonna take this lying down. We're gonna do everything we can to change this course and call people to Christ and pray for a mighty spiritual awakening to sweep our nation and beyond. Now we don't decide when a revival happens, God does. We can't make it happen, we can't organize it, but we can agonize for it in prayer. We can prepare the ground, maybe I should restate it, we can prepare the ground, get our hearts ready. Revival starts with you, it starts with me. It starts with us as a church, but it begins right where we are. I was um, having a conversation with Pastor Chuck Smith some years ago, and for those of you that don't know Chuck, he is called the father of the Jesus movement. And he was just that man who was willing to take a risk. But he was right there at the epicenter of this great awakening. And I once asked Chuck, Chuck, do you think we'll ever see another Jesus movement? He paused for a moment and he said, would you stop asking me stupid questions? No, he didn't say that. No, he should have said that because I always was asking him questions. (laughs) He said, Greg, I'm not sure if we're desperate enough. Now that was some years ago. I think we may be desperate enough right now where we're really gonna start seriously praying about this. Psalm 85, six says, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? It's a prayer of the psalmist, Lord, revive us again. I love these words from Habakkuk chapter three, verse two, where he says, I've heard all about you, Lord. I'm filled with awe by the amazing work you have done in this time of deep need. Revive your work as you did in days gone by. So I know you that are younger, you think, oh, that's cool, but that was then and this is now. Your prayer should be, Lord, do it again. It's our responsibility, as those who are now older, to pass this on to the next generation. In Joel 1.3 it says, tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children and their children the next generation. My generation, one of our theme songs was Forever Young. Just isn't work anymore. You know, we've gone from acid rock to acid reflux. Um, You know The Who, the great band The Who, you know that song, talking about my generation, they've updated it to talking about my medication. See, that's, and uh, you know The Beatles. How many of you have heard of The Beatles? Well, the Ringo Starr is in his 80s. And instead of singing, I get by with a little help from my friends, he's singing, I get by with a little help from Depends. No, but seriously. You know, we've had our day, and now it's time for the next generation to have their own spiritual awakening. Here's what's amazing the Jesus movement was not a political revolution, though some called for that. Some are calling for it today. It was not a moral revolution, it was a Jesus revolution. In fact, it's of all things, it was Time Magazine that dubbed it Jesus Revolution. We didn't call it that. We called it the Jesus Movement, but time saw it was more than a movement. They saw it was a revolution. And the word revolution means upheaval, change. Uh, It means turning around, returning to something. That's what it is. And so what are we returning to? We're returning to New Testament Christianity. We're returning to the faith that was given to us from the Lord, practiced by the early church. Lord, do it again, we would pray. God has given us a tool, a tool that we've never really had before, and it's a really amazing tool. It's called a movie. And John Irwin, who's become a good friend of mine, came to me around seven years ago. He's in his 30s, he's a great filmmaker. He's made films like I Can Only Imagine. How many of you have seen I Can Only Imagine? Great film. Woodlawn, I Still Believe, American Underdog, a very talented Christian guy who makes films. So his little film studio called Kingdom Story Company has become a part of Lionsgate, which is a major Hollywood film studio. And uh, so he came to me seven years ago and said, I want to make a movie about this, this story, this Jesus movement. And he heard that I was around back then, I said yes, so I told him my story, we got to know each other, he tried to make it, there were things that interrupted it and it wasn't made as quickly as we were hoping it would be made, but now seven years later, it's done. And I think the timing is 100% perfect for where we're at right now.
0: You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. You've tuned in for a special program today as Pastor Greg is outlining the story behind the making of the new film, Jesus Revolution. Let's continue.
1: There's this pastor, I've referenced him already, named Chuck Smith. Chuck pastors a very small church. It's not doing very well. And meanwhile, the whole 60s counterculture uh, is happening Kids are freaking out, they're on drugs. And, and Chuck meets this evangelist from San Francisco who's named Lonnie Frisbee. And before you knew it, uh, Christian music was beginning. Chuck Smith and Lonnie Frisbee were like nitro meeting glycerin. It was an explosive result. God used both of them. And, you know, we're so divided in America. We're even divided in the church. And we're divided over second and third tier issues. And it's time for us to come together and pray together and work together and do something to change what's happening. There's an old country preacher named Vance Havner that once said, if we're too busy using our sickles on each other, we'll miss the harvest. And I think sometimes we're debating all these things when there's a lost world out there. And of course, the late 60s, early 70s was a time of division as well. It's so bad right now that I read that 43% of Americans think we're headed toward a civil war. This is crazy. We need God and we need another spiritual awakening. One writer put it this way, and I quote, if all the sleeping people will wake up, if all the lukewarm people will fire up, if all the dishonest people will confess up, if all the disgruntled people will cheer up, if all the estranged people will make up, if all the gossipers will shut up, if all true soldiers will stand up, if all the dry bones will shake up, if all the church people will pray up, then we can have a revival. Well said, right? When we look at the breakdown in culture, we're quick to point the finger at Hollywood. It's Hollywood's fault. Or it's because of these politicians in Washington, D.C. and they may all play a role in it to some degree. But when God sees the breakdown of a nation, he doesn't point his finger at the White House. He points it at his house. Second Chronicles 7.14, God says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then God says, then I will hear them and I will answer this prayer and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. You know, we all gravitate toward the heal the land part. Yes, Lord, heal our land. God says, my people. That means you. That means me. That means us. Oh, they're all so evil. Look at the horrible things we're all doing. Yeah, maybe it's true. What about you? Do you need to humble yourself and seek his face and turn from your wicked ways? Do I need to do that? That's the prescription for revival according to scripture. Now if you're taking notes, here's point number one of my message. The Holy Spirit was at work. The Holy Spirit was at work. There was a sense of expectancy in those services back in those days. No one was ever late for church, right? Sometimes we're late for church, we arrive late, we leave early, no. There's a sense of what is God going to do? And this is what set the early church into motion. It was the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit wants to work in your life. The question is, do you want Him to work? You know the Bible says that we should quench not the Spirit. So to quench means to extinguish something, like extinguishing a fire. Like when you go out camping and the camping trip is done, and you extinguish the fire. Sort of reminds me of the beach. My favorite time of going to the beach is right after I arrive and right when I leave, right? The beach seems like such a great idea. When you get there, you lay out your towel and, and you get out your book and, and then you know, you've got your sunscreen, you've got your sunglasses, and this is gonna be great. And five minutes pass and the whole beach is empty and some person comes and sets their towel right next to yours. It's like an entire beach towel right next to yours. And it even touches your towel. I think that's against the law. And then, and then it starts getting hot. And you're sweating. Now another person sets up their little fort. And now people are putting tents up on the beach. Full blown tents. They set a tent up in front of you. And of course that guy is having a, a conversation on his cell phone on speaker. So you're hearing the whole conversation and it's getting more crowded and then the seagull flies off with your lunch and then they come back for your small poodle, which isn't that big of a loss. But (laughs) you say, I want to go home again. So the happiest moment is getting there and leaving, right? But you know, if you build a campfire on the beach, you need to extinguish it. Sometimes God's Holy Spirit will nudge you. Why don't you do this? Why don't you say that? Why don't you go here? And we say, no, that's quenching the Spirit. See, God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. So I love how the Lord says, don't do this, instead do that. He don't get drunk, no brainer, don't do that. Don't waste your time doing that. But be filled with the Spirit. So we don't need the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Empowering us. Filling us.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie pointing out the important components of spiritual awakenings that were true during the Jesus movement and how we can allow them to be true today to help usher in the next great awakening. Join us next time on A New Beginning for more insights on what it'll take for us to help usher in the next great spiritual awakening right here in our time. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called It's Time for Another Jesus Revolution. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor.